You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Subscribe to Inclusion Revolution Radio wherever you get your podcasts. This is a podcast from Minute Media. This is the Yanks Go Yard podcast with Adam Weinrib and Thomas Carinante. What is going on, Yankees fans? It's one hell of a Thursday. You thought we had rumors in the last episode. You had no idea what was coming. So we both had to get decked out in the gear, in the swag. The New York Yankees are involved with basically everybody uh, to the point where uh, people are now publishing articles. Barstool just dropped their article that's basically like, the Yankees are in on everyone, ready to make this a super team. Everybody's publishing their articles that Old Takes Exposed licks their lips for when the offseason starts. Like Every article I see now about the Yankees is a screenshot waiting to be laughed at. But that being said, we're in on freaking everybody. So let's talk about it. We got to talk about a Matt Olson trade, which is becoming more of a reality. We are talking about Joely Rodriguez, who's back on the roster. Why did that happen? And the resulting 40-man shuffle that it, uh, you know, it, it has bearing on as well as uh, all the dudes we're going to need to trade in the next week because we got to protect some prospects by November 19th. Uh, and this morning, Brian Reynolds rumors. What is that? Is that real? That cost is going to begin and end at Jason Dominguez. Are the Yankees actually willing to do that? I don't know, but I do know that they've been attached to Reynolds in reality probably for the first time in a long time. So we'll see if that happens. Folks, make sure to find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. Drop us a five-star review along with a mailbag question. We'll be more than happy to answer it. That also includes YouTube and streaming live on Twitter right now. So watch the pod. You guys probably should be. Um, Thomas Garinante, welcome to the podcast. You haven't had internet all day, and you still don't. So no. I don't really know how long you're going to last on this podcast. Uh, neither do I, but uh, the hotspot world, can't be thankful enough for it. Uh, that's what I'm running on right now. It's pretty much fumes. Uh, we'll see what happens. Spectrum, James Dolan, dude, figure it out. Like every day there's some problem going on. I couldn't endorse Spectrum less. Uh, I've been trying to get Verizon Fios for years, um, and they just you got to set up an appointment. They got to come in and do it. Come in and do it, dude. Everybody wants it. How do does is the Verizon CEO watching right now? How many viewers we got? Come on, yeah, come on down. He's on there. He's I yeah. actually got. Okay. I have a list. I have a list of who everybody is, and so I do know <laughs> that the Verizon CEO is here. Um, yeah, welcome everybody. Uh, you know, Matt Olson is the top of mind name, so we're gonna start there because uh, yeah. you know it's the most exciting. It's not only the most exciting thing that could happen; it's also the most weirdly the likeliest to happen and quickly. 
These signings yeah. are not going to be for a long time. And we'll talk about, you know, Carlos Correa versus Kyle, Se- Kyle Seeger, Corey Seeger. We're going to talk about that. I mean, every week for the next several months because nobody's getting 250 to 300 million dollars until the CBA drops. Uh, new CBA just dropped. Uh, we'll find out what's in it when it comes. We'll have no idea. Um, but that could be February. That could be March. I just don't know. Probably not going to leak into the regular season, but it also could. Uh, pretty bad world. Not great. So, you know, as encouraging as Brian Cashman's comments on Correa were this week, and as obvious as the secret connection is, and the fact that he's, ooh, he's talking to agents for two big free agent shortstops. Uh, again, we're at the part of the Yankees offseason where people are treating everything that happens as a separate piece of news. So you have uh, people being like, oh, Cashman talked to two shortstop agents. And then the next day, it's like, oh, I confirmed one of them is is Carlos Correa's agent. It's like, yeah, those are the two guys. So what, what are yeah. we? Thanks for hustling to confirm that. Um, but, you know, we'll, we'll get to the shortstops when we get to the shortstops. We got to talk about Olsen because the Yankees, uh, A, have been plainly connected to him. B, the A's are the most motivated sellers of all time in, in the history of the world. Uh, there's no way Matt Olsen stays. The manager left. That was the first signal. After they picked up his option, he was just like, I do not want to manage what you're planning to have as a roster next year. Thanks and goodbye. If you're going to slice that much payroll, including probably some of my salary, I do not want to toil for you. And so he's not going to have to. Um, he's gone. He's in San Diego now. That leaves a bunch of trade candidates, many of whom I want. It's not that greedy to want them either. They all fill holes. Chris Bassett, who was an all-star this year, uh, basically a pretty pretty good number two. Uh, what people seem to think Kyle Hendricks is, Kyle Hendricks probably isn't anymore. Uh, Sean Manaya, number two-ish, number three light, another lefty, probably want him in the rotation. Uh, a lot of bullpen guys. Lou Trevino, their closer, not explicitly available, but gimme. Um, you know, uh, Jake Diekman, a lot of bullpen arms, but the, the centerpiece of the whole thing is Matt Olson, who is uh, <laughs> a first baseman, gold glove, 27 years old, 153 OPS plus last year. And I know these numbers because of how often I've written about Matt Olson and his potential Yankees future. Um, an absolute beast, uh, a, a probably a slight upgrade on Anthony Rizzo's defense and a monstrous upgrade on Anthony Rizzo's bat. And he is a left-hander and he is controlled for just two years, but you're dropping three or four years on a 32-year-old Rizzo. Or do you want to trade some prospects for a 27-year-old Olsen who is not going to be making $15 million a year? His swing is perfectly tailored to Yankee Stadium. They went through the home runs he hit on the road and at home the last several years, and he would have gained, I think, four or five a year from the you know high 30s total last year if he'd played 81 home games in Yankee Stadium. Uh, I could not be more all-in and Oakland's desperation. Like, I would overpay for Matt Olsen, but I don't think I have to, which makes this one of the easiest decisions I've ever had to make. And if it happens, it's going to happen before November 19th. Yeah, because that's, uh, that's when the prospects have to be protected for the Rule 5, um, yep. and the Yankees are going to have to get rid of plenty of people. You guys remember the Joey Gallo trade? That was a 5-for-2 deal with Joe Ellie. Um, and a lot of those guys uh, were 40-man roster. Yeah. It was four or five, but either way, um, those guys were either going to – those guys would have had to been protected um, on the 40-man this offseason, and the Yankees simply don't have enough space. Um, and then – but, you know, you look at this year's 40-man, and we got a lot of questions. Uh, Albert Abreu, is he going to be here? I don't know. Is Domingo Herman going to be here? Not sure. Uh, I'll tell you what um, – uh, Nick Nelson is not occupying a 40 man spot anymore. Is he? I hope not. Um, and do Clint, uh, Clint Frazier, Miguel and Duhar, 
those guys are just like, I don't know. Are they going to be here? Probably not. Are they going to be non-tendered? Are the Yankees going to try and trade them? It all It's all up in the air, but there's going to be ample spots open should they make the moves that we expect them to make. Um, and a trade for Olsen really not out of the question, even though a lot of people kind of told us it was out of the question when we were pitching this a couple months ago. A's fell out of contention. You look at the rising arbitration costs. The people who told us that this couldn't happen or wasn't going to happen are people just who haven't watched baseball over the last 20 years. You know that this is how the A's operate. The second they fall out of contention or this window is beginning to close uh, for them in terms of the rising arbitration costs and getting closer and closer to contract years for important players that they're not going to be able to afford, their ownership doesn't do it. He's the top 10 richest owner in baseball. Just doesn't want to pay players, I guess. I didn't know that. Um, and that's, that's even more frustrating because A's fans should be up in arms about this. Uh, Matt Olson and Matt Chapman, two guys who are probably going to be dealt our franchise cornerstones. Um, but for the Yankees, this would be amazing. You get a young first baseman. I know you don't necessarily need to upgrade at first base like it, like this, but if you're going to make a trade and a player like Olson is available, who would eventually be, who, who would be cheaper than, um, than a Rizzo. Um, and I don't know if Luke Voigt is going to come back because I just don't, I'm not sure about that relationship anymore after what went down, uh, uh, in the, in the last two months of the season. Um, you look at Olsen, apparently the, the Yankees clearly want to upgrade it, uh, on defense at first base. Olsen's an upgrade over Rizzo, in my opinion, at this point in for the totality of his career. No, Rizzo's a legendary defensive first baseman, but we saw the cracks in his game. He's not getting any younger. The defense is not going to translate. It's not going to get any better. You get you bring Olsen to town, 27 years old. He'll be 20. The next year will be his age 28 season. Um, he's had a little bit of an on and off, uh, up and down career so far. Uh, but his power numbers are great. Uh, 134 OPS plus for his career. Amazing stuff. If you're the Yankees, you gotta you gotta clear 40 man spots because you can't keep all these prospects. So or you can trade the prospects who you're about to protect on the 40 man. And that essentially clears spots in a sense, because then you're just saving the spots for the other guys who are already there that are being protected. Um, I don't know which way you go about it, but we've been talking about this for months. We came up with trade packages and we kind of got eviscerated. Uh, I will say one of the packages that I did uh, uh, pitch there was not entirely fair, but look, Luke Voigt is going to be part of this deal. If you, if Luke Voigt is not part of this deal, I think you're crazy. Luke Voigt above average offensive first baseman, will be less than half the price of Matt uh, of Matt Olson next year. That's what the A's want. Three more years of control for Luke Voigt, too, right up their alley. And then if he's if he ends up being a good offensive player, we get the universal DH next year and the year after. You're talking about a piece of uh, another piece that the A's could trade down the road. Um, so Luke Voigt will be in the deal, won't be the centerpiece. I think, you know, you probably got to have one of the top shortstop prospects in there or just a bunch of 40-man guys or – middle tier prospects that the A's think that they might be able to build around. I think you do it. If you're the Yanks, it's a no brainer, helps you clear spots, makes life easier. Yeah. Luke Voigt is good. Yeah. He was the 2020 AL home run leader. Yeah, like of very all good. these spare parts of all the spare parts that you're going to have to give away in a trade like this. Luke Voigt is the one who is, he's not going to be the centerpiece of this deal. Oswald Peraza probably is as high as the prospect capital climbs. I don't think you're going to need to touch Dominguez or Volpe. The A's no. are probably going to ask for Volpe, and we're probably going to say no. Um, but, you know, Peraza's as high as the prospect cost goes. Luke Voigt is, you know, th- this isn't Miguel Andujar. This is not Clint Frazier. This isn't non-tender candidates. Luke Voigt has been squeezed out of the Yankees lineup and, and the roster, and it doesn't make that much sense to have him here at this juncture. And he is not the defensive player that Matt Olson is. But if the A's are going to pretend to compete next year, 
having 30 homers off of Luke Foyt's bat if he stays healthy is worthwhile. So he's not the centerpiece. I just think he is in this deal. If he's not in this deal, he's a separate. I don't know why the A's yeah. wouldn't want a starting caliber first baseman like Luke Voigt. They don't have one of those. If they trade Matt Olson and they don't have one in the minors, ready to go and ready to contribute. The A's fancy themselves to be an AOS contender. So here's Luke Voigt. Uh, it's going to take a back-end top 10 pitching prospect, Luis Medina, probably as high as it goes, all the way back to Waldachuk, our boy, podcast guest. Um, and then somebody like Everson Pereira, somebody in the mid-10s of the prospect list, who's also projectable. This isn't a steal. We're not getting Matt Olson for free, no. but it's not going to cost what it would cost to trade for, say, Brian Reynolds, which we'll, we'll talk about in a little bit, which is basically that people saying we gutted our farm system for Joey Gallo. no. We traded a bunch of 40-man decisions for Joey Gallo, who might end up panning out and good for the Rangers. But we traded Glenn Otto and Trevor Hover and Ezekiel Duran, guys we have to eventually protect on the 40-man. And there's quite a crunch there, which is why an Olsen trade is on the horizon, potentially, and which is why it's got to come damn quickly. Because Joely Rodriguez, who we just cut like a week ago, is back. As of 10 p.m. on Wednesday night, uh, happy veterans there. We signed a veteran left. Yeah, um, I don't know. That came out of nowhere. But clearly we like Joely Rodriguez. And there's some things to like. We, we all eulogized him. Unlike Brett Gardner, we thought he was gone. So we were like, oh, you know, he can't pitch to righties in the playoffs. Kind of felt like he was this lefty specialist from a bygone era or whatever. He, he had a 17-game stretch for Max Goodman. Uh, right after being traded to the Yankees, where he had a 1.35 ERA, 13 and a third innings pitch, two earned runs. Obviously, a lefty specialist can still end an inning. He can't start one unless he's able to get three outs in a row. And that is what it is, uh, or at least retired. Some of the batters he faces before the free batter minimum has worn out its welcome. Um, but, you know, we liked Joely Rodriguez, but we said goodbye. And even without Joely Rodriguez here, the Yankees 40-man roster after activating Zach Britton, who's got to go, probably either got to get cut or get traded. Yankees got to eat that money because he's not pitching this year. So why is he still here? Um, only so many 40-man spots to use. Obviously, they're, they are running up against the limit of options. Not only are they running up against the limit, they're over the limit. Joely Rodriguez is 40. They have 40 guys on the 40-man roster. That does not include Matt Olson, obviously, in any trade acquisition that's coming. That does not include Steven Ridings, who we all love, not on the 40-man roster right now. Ron Marinaccio this is a bullpen arm that everybody also loves. who has to get protected lest he get Garrett Whitlocked. The Yankees added Donnie Sands to the 40-man as their backup, backup catcher, the third stringer, this past week. Congrats, Donnie. He's earned it. But that means Josh Bro. Probably not going to get protected. Uh, our second round pick from a couple of years ago. He's like a fringe 40-man guy that the decision has to be made on. This Matt Olson trade is going to include some dudes off the roster who are already protected. Because we got to get rid of some of these folks in order to make space for Marinaccio, Ridings, uh, a couple other dudes. Who, like Matt Sauer they like. He's projectable. Bro, uh, uh, Pereira himself, Everson Pereira has got to get yeah. protected. And if they don't protect him... I mean, somebody's going to stat. He's like a 20 homer, 20 homers, and 188 at bats this year at the age of 20 at, at high A. Someone's going to take him and try to stash him on their bad roster and steal him. That's what they're going to do. That's what they did with Luis Torrens, who's currently the Mariners' backup catcher and is a totally viable major league power hitting catcher. Oops, might be fun to have him, but we don't have him because we lost him to the cheapo Padres in the Rule 5. Gotta have space for guys. And so they're not going to be plunging deep 
but that's why you can expect Pereira in the 40 man. You know, he, he's in the 40 man conversation, so you can expect him in the Olsen trade. Obviously, guys like Peraza, Medina, and, and Luke Voigt are already on that 40 man. So when we're projecting the next moves for the 40 man roster, it's not just cuts and releases. Uh, it's, you know, trades of assets who are currently taking up room. And we thought we had one space to work with. And now that Joely Rodriguez is back, we got literally zero. So this is now like a, a true, yeah. genuine thing to discuss. Something's got to happen. Um, like I said before, the Yankees could buy themselves some time and just they can non-tender people contracts before the deadline, I assume, and just say, hey, you know what? Clint Frazier, no thanks, you're not back. Miguel Andujar, you're not back. Maybe they release Britain. Although uh, I think that you could make the argument for trading Britain um, if you attach prospects there. So that's another way the Yankees could shed salary and save 40-man spots is if maybe another team likes the talent, they don't want to have to go through the Rule 5 draft to risk not being able to take them, um, and then the Yankees can just you know offload maybe two of those guys with Britain's salary somewhere else free up $14 million because that's what he'll be making next year. Um, helps them more with the payroll. I don't care about the payroll. They care about the payroll. So I'm just talking, I'm talking from what they might want to do. Um, but then you look at uh, the other spots and yeah, we're full. So I don't know, like I said, don't know what the deal with Albert Abreu is. If he's going to be a piece next year. I don't know what you think about that. I don't know. I don't know what they think about Luke Voigt being a piece. Um, look, there's still the possibility of, keeping Luke Voigt and actually using him like they were able to down the stretch and just opted not to. I just don't think it's going to happen. Um, and and as I said earlier, Domingo Herman. If Domingo Herman is not starting, I think he's useless. Uh, that's just my opinion. Um, and I don't know why they would spend 2 to $3 million to keep him if they're not going to use him properly. Uh, that, w- once again, come, could come in the form of a non-tender, which I don't think is as smart. But then again, I don't know if the Yankees have the leverage to trade depreciating assets w- with the way that they're kind of treated on the trade market. Um, so jo- funny how the Joely thing transpired because they, did, they didn't pick up the option. And you're like, oh, great, he's gone. If they're not keeping him for $3 million, then they're not keeping him. And then, of course, the Rangers pay the $500,000 buyout or the $750,000 buyout, whatever it was. Then the Yankees just sign them back for $2 million and save a $1 million. Um, so that's the penny pension that we're talking about, guys. It's very real. They just decided to – They, I don't know how Joely agreed to that. I would have been like, nah, dude, I'll hit the open market. But clearly, maybe he did like what the Yankees uh, coaching staff was able to help him uh, do because he had a 5.93 ERA in those 27 and a third innings with Texas – I know pitching with Texas is not the greatest thing in the world. Um, you don't have that much of anything. You're not surrounded by, uh, you know, star players like kind of you are in the Yankees bullpen, which is much better. Um, but he comes to New York, 21 games, 2.84 ERA. The whip is not great at 1.42. Uh, but the FIP kind of right in line, 3.01. Good. It's totally good for a lefty mm-hmm. specialist too. So you have him in there. I love the price. Um, if that's if that's what we're going to talk about, I like the fit. He clearly had a role in this bullpen uh, down the stretch. Um, but yeah, spots got to be cleared. Don't know how it's going to be done. I think there are a multitude of avenues, though. Yankees making early decisions on non-tenders. Yankees maybe releasing Britain before this November 19th deadline, or like I said, trading him and packaging some prospects with it to save the salary, um, or just striking hot on a Matt Olson trade as soon as possible because you know the A's are going to want 
the, the A's are going to want to move fast as well and get the best deal possible. And you look at the Yankees. I've been looking at the Dodgers system because I thought the Dodgers might be another team that might be interested there. Uh, you move Max, Max Muncy back to second base. He's only got one year left on his contract, uh, plus a team option. Um, or he has the team option, and I think that's it. I'm not sure what it is. It's like a maximum of two years left. So play him mm-hmm. at second base for two years, bring in Olsen. But the Yankees system is better than the Dodgers farm system. The Dodgers traded all those guys um, in the Scherzer-Turner Turner deal. They're two top prospects. So, like, I don't know if they have that much leverage, and the Yankees have the middle infield prospects. Um that I think could sway the athletics and kind of change the game. So I think the Yankees are the team to beat here if they're actually interested and they can clear the spots relatively quickly if the A's want to move fast and get the best package available. Yeah, the uh, CEO of Verizon actually just popped on here and he, he said he's going to outbid the Yankees for Joely Rodriguez. He wants him for yes. 2.5 mil. Um, so it is what it is. Goodbye, <laughs> Um I don't know why. We are going to take a quick break. Stick around. Yeah, looking at the 40-man just objectively, like we've heard a lot about the 40 man crunch. Yep. And so just to lay it out, I mean, there's some guys here who, if you never saw them again, you'd be like, yeah, okay, what a matter. Uh, you know, in terms of prospects, Yo Endris Gomez, like, has anybody seen Yo Endris Gomez play? It's been a while. It's like Alexander Viscaino. He was on the 40 man forever, and we traded him with uh, Alcantara for Rizzo. And it's like, okay. Um, Albert Abreu, Zach Britton uh, is literally a dead weight. He's chum. He, he's not appearing in a game next year. We, I, Zach, I love you. Uh, you will not be pitching baseball games next year. So why no. we got to do this? Um, you know, Chapman, if I had my way, probably knock him off the 40 minutes. It's not going to happen. <laughs> um, Domingo Herman, this is not the year for you. You got to just, if the Yankees are going to contend and go oh nine on everybody's asses, like, Domingo Herman can't be starting every five days. Sorry, it's not gonna. It's, no. it's just not the dude. Medina, obviously. Nick Nelson, are, are we serious? Nick Nelson, yeah, take he a is on there. I saw. Yeah, that uh, can't Ru- Rube Neto door. We could DFA if we really had to. It's we can't upgrade on the Rube Neto door spot in free agency this year. It's just saying stuff. Uh, Chris Gittens, does he have a future here? I don't know. Like, obviously, there are the major prospects that you could trade. You could non-tender Miguel and Duhar. You could DFA, you know, Clint Frazier and all these, and Gary Sanchez and get non-tendered. But there's also, I mean, Nick Nelson, Nick Nelson can't live on this roster anymore. I'm sorry. No. I understand. Uh, nobody wants to get Garrett Whitlocked. And Nick Nelson was the talk of the town, scouting-wise, for no apparent reason, entering 2020 and entering 2021. Maybe opposing scouts were just pumped that the Yankees were wasting a roster spot on Nick Nelson because uh, he, he, the guy ain't got it, unfortunately. He's got stuff. He ain't got it. Uh, this is the only Yankees podcast where you're going to hear the word ain't repeatedly. Um, so that is. It is what it is. There, there's, uh, there's people to clear, whether it's in a trade or not, but they got to do it soon. And, and so that's why you're, you're thinking Matt Olson and you're thinking Matt Olson a little bit quicker than I think a lot of us were thinking even like a week or so ago. Now, let's get to the craziest trade rumor uh, of the week of the month that just dropped on a Thursday morning. Uh, what if we kissed Brian Reynolds? <laughs> no. But seriously, what if we kissed Brian Reynolds? <laughs> no, that's not. But seriously, Brian Reynolds? Um, to get Brian Reynolds, who's 26 years old from the Pittsburgh Pirates, it's going to cost everything. This is the farm system dumper. But then again, Jason Dominguez, right? He, he starts this package for me. It's basically the Olsen. For me, it's like the Olsen package plus Dominguez plus an extra player. So mm-hmm. like Dominguez, Peraza, Medina, uh, uh, Pereira, and then maybe like Randy Vasquez or, or like somebody in, you know, TJ Sikama, projectable pitchers and stuff. 
It's going to cost a lot. They're, the Pirates are going to save Jason Dominguez first, and the Yankees are going to have to decide if they're going to blink or not. But Brian Reynolds is a six-war center fielder under control for five more years. Uh, it might be four more. Yeah, four more years. Uh, he's 26 years old, uh, 300 hitter, 390 OBP, and 915 OPS last year. Uh, great defensively. Basically, if you were fantasy drafting players to add to your roster, he's in the top five, top ten. He's better than Cattell Marte. Um, he's also a better fit on the Yankees roster because he allows you to straight up push Aaron Hicks to the side. Aaron Hicks is now your corner outfielder instead of some sort of masquerade ball center fielder or whatnot. Uh, Brian Reynolds, a dream player to acquire. Rumor dropped on Thursday morning the Yankees are interested. They're pushing for it. Now, pushing for it doesn't mean anything. Everybody should be interested in a Brian Reynolds trade. So I don't know, you know, what this means. I, you can't pencil it in. You could just add it to the laundry list of trade options and opportunities for the New York Yankees. Uh, Brian Cashman said this week that he doesn't care about what the fans think in his pursuit of Carlos Correa. If you hate Carlos Correa or not, it's gonna not going to factor in. He definitely doesn't care what the fans think in terms of prospect hugging and protection. They're going to protect who they think is best. Yeah. You can't say, honestly, with a straight face, we all love Jason Dominguez. We think. We love the idea of Jason Dominguez. If Jason Dominguez peaks, he's Brian Reynolds. Um, and you can't say with a straight face that you're not a little bit scared of the Baseball America assessment of Dominguez this year, which basically said, yeah, it's a good chance to be a solid regular. Well, that's not what we paid for it. That's not the Martian. That's not Mike Trout, Mickey Mantle. Uh, obviously, Dominguez has a ceiling he can still reach, but the first year of Pro Bowl, 255, minimal power, yeah. good speed, potential to be a solid regular, good regular. Great. All-star? Cool. Um, nothing about that sort of screams absolutely untouchable other than the fact that his name is Jason Dominguez and we've been reading mm-hmm. about him for four years. Uh, so it's Brian Reynolds not going to happen. It's going to be interesting in things. Um, but unless it's going to happen, it's not going to happen. But is it, is it maybe going to happen? Where are we? I don't know. I, I think this is kind of this is a little much for me. Um, not that I doubt Brian Reynolds, um, but it depends what you're trying. Like, did the Yankees need a a long, long-term center fielder at this moment, maybe, probably not atop the the list of priorities. Um, Reynolds has been impressive in the two years that, that we're once again we're not going to count the short in 2020 where he was he was not good um, no, like bad. the rest of the league. Um, but I mean, it, it, you look at a trade package and like I I think it's kind of ridiculous that he would cost more than a guy like Matt Olson who has like established himself as one of the best major league first basemen, whereas Brian Reynolds has had two good years in his first three seasons um, and, and has emerged as, you know, a a potential center fielder of the future. Um, Again, you're playing in Pittsburgh. Stakes are low. Lights are not bright. Media isn't exactly eviscerating you on a nightly basis. Um, So do I want to, is there? I don't know the Post Pittsburgh Post Gazette. That's it. They don't even have like yeah, Mark, they don't even have like digital media. It's just it's Mark just the Caboli. newspaper. Yeah, there's there's guys <laughs> who look like thumbs who I see floating around the Twitterverse all the time. I'm like, oh, yeah, Todd Todd Fra- our boy Todd Frazier's fighting with him. Yeah, I've already <laughs> forgotten that man's uh, name, but, but yes. yeah. Um, so like, I don't know. It, am I giving up six players for Brian Reynolds? Kind of sounds insane. On the flip side, am I concerned with Baseball America's? Uh, you know, demotion in their eyes of Jason Dominguez. Not really. Did I ever buy into the Jason Dominguez hype as if he was going to be the next best ever? Not really. Do I ever trust prospects? No, I don't. I never trust prospects. And there is a time for you to trade prospects. 
and be smart. And then there's a time where you trade, like, for example, you got, you remember the Shelby Miller trade years ago with the Diamondbacks? Of course. That was a dumb trade. The Diamondbacks were not as close to contention as the Yankees were. They were getting, they they traded Dansby Swanson, who was, I think, a number one overall pick and a a likely shortstop of the future based on his, uh, his uh, pedigree in college. He played at Vanderbilt. So like, you kind of know it's a little bit more automatic than that. Yankees signed Dominguez as an international free agent. Sometimes those work. We've seen a lot of busts. We've also seen a lot of draft busts in the MLB history. So I don't attach myself to prospects like that, but I'm also not going to, you know, is Brian Reynolds a guy that you trade for and sell the farm for? I don't know. Not entirely my opinion. I'd rather give up guys for like Matt Olson um, or like a definitive number two starter, because those are the things that are, in my opinion, are more necessary at the moment. Um, So I know I'm kind of just talking about random shit left and right, but you got to kind of temper expectations here because do you hug all the prospects? No, you know, the Yankees are going to hang on to the guys that they want because they're very particular about who they trade. As you can see how long these deals tend to materialize when they're discussing with other teams. Um, And at the same time, you're not going to hang on to prospects or you shouldn't want to hang on to prospects if it means not getting better in this very slight championship window, because once again, we don't know what the deal with Aaron judges. Are they extending him or not? Is Gary Sanchez going to be here next year? What's the deal? Chapman comes off the books next year. What Jonathan Luizga steps into closure. Then you, then you got to kind of redo the whole bullpen. So like I'm looking at 2022 as the year, as we've been looking at 2019 as the year, 2020 as the year, 2021 as the year. Um, But this is kind of a little bit more, this is like, all right, dude, you got to do it. You just trade, you traded for Gallo, the rotation overperformed. Now you have like solidified roles for a decent amount of these guys. Torres is back at second. Things are kind of, you know, restoring normalcy in that respect. You have the money to get a top tier shortstop. You have the money to kind of figure out a couple of other things. So if you're looking at 2022 as the year and trading a prospect who, you know, just popped single A is the, you know, the deciding factor for you to get a a player, whether it's Olsen, whether it's Reynolds, whether it's someone who you think can change the roster's trajectory in this very moment, you simply have to do it. And at this point, you should trust the Yankees with the talent they hold on to, because please tell me a trade that they've made in the last 10 years where they gave up a prospect that you're kicking yourself over right now that you can't believe that they're not playing for the Yankees right now. It hasn't happened. No, Blake Rutherford. Like the yeah. the White Sox dudes, <laughs> uh, they lost Jose Quintana at some point. Like, but even him, you're not like, oh, I wish we had Jose Quintana. No, no you don't. You don't. You don't really wish. I wish that. we had him for that one, one or one and a half years. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Garrett Willock's the guy, but again, Garrett Willock's not. It's not even a bad decision by the Yankees. It's bad fucking luck with the Boston Red Sox, as it always is. Always. Garrett Whitlock was not the pitcher we let go when we let him go. He was rehabbing from Tommy John surgery, and the Red Sox saw him on Instagram that he gained five miles an hour of controllable velo. And so they, yeah. they got him. Yeah, great. Congrats to the Red Sox. But even that, which is like the biggest mistake the Yankees have made in 15 years, personnel-wise, wasn't obvious when they did it. They weren't like, fly, Garrett Whitlock, fly. And, and you know, that we all, oh, we loved him, but we blew it. No, you didn't love him, and rightfully so, because he changed between the time he was under your care and under the Red Sox care. So it yeah. sucks. But, you know, he's not even, I mean, you wish you would have maximized that asset. But most of the guys the Yankees let go last year, Trevor Steffen, they let walk to the Guardians. He was terrible. Like, uh, Manny Banuelos, of course, a classic. Stephen Tarpley, a Mets legend. We're just naming classics. Everybody they traded in the Giancarlo trade, Jose Devers, uh, Jorge Guzman, the pitcher who was like top four for the Yankees for a while, who's now absolutely nothing. Uh, I think he got DFA'd last week. 
or so I saw his name in the news and I assume it was from a DF. It, people were being like, this guy was traded for Stanton. It, it was negative yeah. news, whatever it was. It wasn't good. Um, it, people have been sharing that, that graphic that's like the Yankees' top 12 prospects from 2012 or top 10. Basically, in a way to own current Yankee fans being like, you think the farm system is good now? Well, what about this? Look how bad these people turned out to be. And it's like, we didn't think that farm system was good. Who are you owning? Nobody thought the 2012 farm system was It's like, you guys all thought Mason Williams was the shit. Well, guess what? And Nick Turley. And it's like, no, (laughs) these have the worst farm system like 25th in baseball at that point. Who who cares who's cracking the top 10? Yeah. It's obviously going to be sucky guys. Like yeah. every the, the whole group sucked. So like Mason Williams is still in baseball, by the way, pretty cool. Caprilli, James but, Caprillian uh, might be the only one. Yeah. Might. From the Sunny Gray trade. Might be the only one. That's it. Might. And and you, you make that and you make want, that yeah. you make that Sunny Gray trade every time. You just do it. Yeah, if you desperately want James Caprillian back, then we can all talk about it. But, like, that is, like, the one <laughs> loss for, from the Yankees uh, in the past, like, several decades. So keep that in mm-hmm. mind when the Olsen talks get serious. And also just, like, look. Look yourself in the face and say, uh, look, I don't get Matt Olsen, right? I don't make the trade. Yeah, look, you can actually look at us. Let's say we don't get Matt Olsen. We don't make the trade. You know who's going to make that trade? The, the Boston Red Sox are going to make that trade. They don't have a first Maybe. baseman. They have yeah. Bobby Dahlbeck and, and Kyle Schwarber. Like, uh, you know, other contenders are going to make that trade. You can't just sit on the sidelines and be like, well, we had to keep Oswald Peraza so that we had two backup prospect shortstops and also the one we signed and also Roderick Arias, who's 16. Like, no, you actually don't have to keep all those people. At a certain point, the trades are meant for you. Like, you can't just be like, ah, well, that team made a good trade, but... <laughs> I could never do that. No, you can. <laughs> now is the time you can make that trade. You're you're allowed to do whatever you want. Uh, you know, you can get rid of surplus prospects for for stars. Uh, you're right. This is the year until proven otherwise. 2020 was the year. Luke Voigt lied to me and told me that 2021 was the year and that all the guys were hungry <laughs> for number 28. Uh, not true. He was also no injured was at the time and he didn't. Yeah, he didn't tell me that. It was a complete lie. Uh, but this year is the year. Let's just get a hitting coach. Let's get Luis Rojas third base. Let's get everything locked down uh, and let's get Matt Olson before. I mean, Thursday, November 11th. Uh, that's today. Happy Veterans Day. Somber Happy Veterans Day. Day. Uh, the 19th is the deadline. That's Friday. So we've got two more podcasts before the deadline. And uh, Matt Olson honestly might be a Yankee or a somebody else by the next podcast on November 15th. We'll yeah. have to see. Um, we will have to see. I don't know. We're going to be talking to uh, a special guest on November 15th who will be on the uh the thursday show so uh stay tuned stay tuned for that one uh file that one away in your brain cavity file maybe it. it's the newest yankee Matt olsen it's Ooh, probably not yeah uh, yeah it's probably not though but it could be maybe um, it's billy b it. yeah we'll talk to billy uh let me get thomas's internet lag is that you're gonna get two that's it's for me on this podcast how about that <laughs> <clears throat> that's it for this thursday edition of the yanks go yard podcast make sure to find us on apple Podcasts, google Podcasts, spotify wherever you get your damn podcast drop us a five-star review along with the mailbag question we'll be more than happy to answer it give us some youtube subscribers give us some twitter followers give us some stars from the oakland a's major league roster and let us contend in 2022 we are ready again i really hope we don't get freezing cold tape because these screenshots of these articles that are just like the yankees are in on correa seager olsen and are ready to be a full-on tank for 2022 it's just like you can already see the screenshot 
or the Yankees are 17 and 18 in the middle of May. They don't have any of these goddamn players on the roster. And Jared Carabas is like, well, I thought the Yankees was supposed to be good. It's like, yeah, they were. They were. Again, another thing where like they were, but they're not. But why? Why aren't they? Why can't they just be good? So hopefully those screenshots are prophetic. We talk to people. We sign people. We trade for people. We are good in 2022 and beyond. Until next time, I'm Adam Weinerb, and you can find me on Twitter at Adam Weinerb. And I'm Thomas Carinante. You can find me at Tommy's underscore takes. You can freezing cold take me whenever you want. I don't care. It's funny. It's it, who if you have, come on, just enjoy it. Who cares? Um, please uh, head on over to yanksgoyard.com as well. We got plenty of content there for you. You can look up the old Olsen trades that we uh, trade packages that we came up with. Um, ignore number three, uh, one and two are probably more realistic for you. Um, head on over to the Yanks Go Yard official Twitter account. That's where you can also chat with us at Yanks Go Yard FS. Want to hear more from you? Uh, we want to continue the discourse. We want to know what you're thinking. Is Olsen the right one? Or would you rather go with Rizzo, sign a shortstop, and then maybe get Reynolds? I don't know. I don't know. I want Olsen. I think that's smart. Um, and then maybe you patch up center field with a defensive specialist because you're going to have a lot of offense at that point. If you're bringing in a guy like Seager and or Correa, um, or if you're bringing in Seager or Correa and Olsen, that's a lot. So you could look at defense at that point, help yourself out. I don't know. We'll talk about it, though. And uh, have a great weekend because the next time we'll talk to you is on Monday. Hopefully we got some news for you then. Maybe a blockbuster weekend trade. Let's do it. It's an absolute miracle we got through this podcast. We'll see you all on Monday. Stay tuned. Family. It looks a little different for everyone. For some, it's mom and dad. For others, roommates who feel like family. And for others, it's your significant other, their golfing buddies, your children, a high school soccer team starting lineup, and oh look, they're all taking you up on the offer to stay for dinner. Really testing the limits of that phrase, the more the merrier. But no matter where you call home, GEICO makes it easy to bundle and save on home and car insurance. Easier than making three frozen pizzas and assorted frozen veggies into a cohesive meal. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you. With professional-grade industrial supplies, count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.